Welcome to the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Welcome to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure. I'm your GM and host, Stephen Glicker. And in this week's episode, that's right, it only took 58 episodes and over a year, but you are finally going to get Lord Dump. You are finally going to find out, kind of, what is going on with this adventure path and what the main plot is. Dun, dun, dun! Okay, for those of you who are new to adventure paths, welcome. But let me explain to you how Paizo usually sets these up. There's always six books in these adventure paths. Actually, that's not true now. They have the three-book adventure path. But for this intents and purposes, we'll say it's a six-book adventure path. So for the six-book adventure path, there's, well, six books. And they take you from level one to level 20 or so. Some would take you only to level 17. But in this case, all adventure paths from now on in Pathfinder will always take you from level one to level 20. That's the new adventure path model. Now, book one will always set you up with the world. They usually have new rules and they usually have a setting or a theme around it. And that is the point of book one. Obviously, in this book, we learned the circus rules. We learned the setting, which is the Isle of Erend, off the Isle of Cortos which hosts the city of Absalom, which is kind of the center of this world. So you know that, like, okay, we're in a very important part of this world. We're not in the actual main part of the world, which is the city of Absalom, but we're near it. And they counter kind of simple monsters and threats to get them up, because levels 1 through 5 are really, really deadly. So they really want to get them up to level 5, so they usually try to, you know, introduce them to... Sometimes I've seen where they literally just give them hazards were role-playing to get them up the first couple levels. That's how deadly this game can be, that they actually try to really handhold them to try to make sure that they don't die during the very initial parts of the adventure. So, you know, you might have a mini big bad, or you might have a little bit of a touch of the main adventure. In this case, they actually went to a part that's the main adventure, and that was the Aeon Tower, which is going to be a big part of this whole adventure path. And then in book two, book two is where they really start learning what is going on. They actually learn what's going on with the adventure, what's the main point of the adventure, and what they need to do. Now, they usually also fight a big bad or one of the main big bads in book two. But book two is where you start to find out what is going on. Book three is usually where they will travel and they will start fighting and fending off the big bad and, you know, thwarting their plans. And book four, book four and book five, one of those two is usually my favorite of them because that is where the big bads will learn that the PCs exist and they start trying to stop them. And also in those books, almost always, usually book five is where it occurs, the PCs will have to travel somewhere really weird or go somewhere they just completely did not expect that they were going to ever go. And probably the most famous of all these books and all the adventure paths of all time ever, by far, in my opinion, is book five of Reign of Winter, Rasputin Must Die. That is probably one of the most famous books of, well, any adventure path or any adventure ever. For those of you who don't know, again, this book came out in 2013, so sorry if I'm spoiling it for you. If you haven't played it by now, well... You probably will never play it, but I strongly advise you go get it. This book is incredible. You, as PCs, travel to Russia on the planet Earth to the year 1918 during World War One, and you hang out with Baba Yaga and Rasputin. It is 
ridiculous. It is so freaking unbelievably amazing. And you actually get to fight like tanks and guns, and then you even fight Rasputin. And let me tell you, the mad monk who has cheated death lives up to his name. Probably one of the best, if not the absolute best boss fights ever in history, period. This book is famous for a reason. It is incredible. I don't think they'll ever be able to top it just because, well, if they ever did it again, it would be kind of a copy of this book. But, oh my god, that book is good. Anyhow, that is usually when things get crazy. It's usually book four, mostly book five. It, it depends. I would actually argue book four of Carrying Crown is one of my favorite books, as well as book four of Iron Gods. So, you know, usually book four or book five are kind of the crazy ones. Book six... Book six is tricky. Book six is obviously the end of the book is where you're going to find the big bad and everything has to come to a head. So book six, I often find is the trickiest and the hardest one to run because you really have to balance everything and you know it's coming to an end one way or another. And usually the monsters are incredibly tough. The fights can be very long and everyone is ridiculously powerful. So those books are by far the hardest to run. Anyhow, Let's go back to where we are. We're in the middle of book two. So we are about to learn all about the main storyline and what is going on. Now, of course, you can just cheat. You can just like go to Pizer.com and look these up or go to Reddit or anything else you want, or maybe you're running it. And, you know, if you don't want to wait and know what's going on, the main story, feel free. You can just look it up. Or maybe you just wanted to listen to the episode and figure it out for yourself. So once again, this is the big episode where everything is going to be revealed, kind of. One other thing I did want to note is I actually made the intros to the podcast a little bit shorter. I kind of like the long intros, but I thought about it and I was like, you know what, we don't really need the long intro every single time. So I cut down the main intro a bit and I also cut down the PC intros just a bit. If uh, you like it, hate it, indifferent, whatever, just let me know. I'm curious. I'm trying to make it a little bit easier. I figured like 30 seconds might be a little bit too long for a main intro. So I tried to cut it in half. And then for the PC intros, I also took out the titles of everyone because by 58 episodes, if you've been listening, you probably know who they are by now. I still like to put them in just because every so often you might be listening and you're not exactly sure who is who. So I always like those as little reminders. Anyhow, with that, let's get to this week's show notes. So show notes should be pretty quick this week. RPG Superstar coming along swimmingly. I am continuously updating and designing the pages. They're almost ready for me to show you, but we're still fine-tuning them, so can't show them to you just yet. We are about 80% done with the monsters. The second part of the book, which has new rules, is also, I'd say, about 75% done. I'm going through a new iteration of the rules and checking it all out. We are almost done with all of the artwork, and now, as I said, we are doing layout. So hopefully this will be ready. Again, I'm trying to have the whole book ready and maybe even being sold at Gen Con, which is now in September, by the way. And I don't know if anyone else is planning on going, but I'm planning on going. Like, I don't know about any of you, but I'm planning to go to every single convention I can find. If there's any convention anywhere, anytime, any place that is live, I am going. In fact, I was away last week for the first time in, well, I guess a year and a half. And I completely forgot how much fun I have at these things. I had such an amazingly good time just being away and hanging out with friends and playing games that I am never taking it for granted ever again. I am always going to go away 
whenever possible to any convention I can find for the rest of my life because I didn't know how good I had it until I didn't have it at all. I am never, ever not going to do that again. Anyhow, I am expecting to go this year in September, and I can't wait. Also note, don't forget to check out the Patreon for 5 bucks. You can get these episodes early, and you can listen to us live whenever we record Three Ring Adventure and Agents of Edgewatch. Also, we are planning some new podcasts. That's right. We have, well, two, believe it or not, two new podcasts that we're planning right now. We're setting them up. We're building characters. Might be getting artwork soon. Look for them in the near future. And for those of you who are patrons, you'll be able to listen to these months before everyone else because we usually record at least a month or two of episodes before they go live. So I'll let you know ahead of time, but we're getting very, very close to starting the recording. Within a week or two, we're going to probably start one of the shows, and that show will probably not appear live on the podcast stream for mm, at least until May or June just because it takes time to edit these things, to get the artwork together, the plan for it. So, you know, if you want to listen to it early and know about the podcast, just become a patron for five bucks. And again, to become a patron, just go to patron.ruleforcombat.com. And then, of course, if you do want to check out the Discord, just go to discord.ruleforcombat.com. we got free games. we got hanging out. We have spoiler channels where you can look up all the maps and find out what's going on in each game and see pictures of all the creatures and the people and the monsters and everything. Anyhow, with that, let's get to this week's exciting episode. Last we left off, you continued your exploration of the Moonstone Hall. And everything was going oh so well until Alhara decided to poke Aridin in the eye, which disturbed a little bit of a nest of gibbering mouthers. Luckily, the gibbering mouthers really are super chaotic and were not well coordinated. And although almost killed you, did not kill you, because they're chaotic, they're nuts, they don't know what they were doing. They were just going all over the place, gibbering in their mouths everywhere. Although all of you found out what it was like to be inside of a gibbering mouther, or most of you. All of you have lots of little teeth marks all around you, and have confusion and madness echoing in your brain after listening to all the mouths talking over and over again. It was like that time when you were stuck listening to Hap go on and on about how much he loves Riley on the long journey down to Escadar, times a million. Anyhow, I mean, have you even seen his little paws? Lauren Sink is playing Hap, a human fire elementalist sorcerer. Look at the way, look at the way he kind of prances when you call him over and he knows he's going to get pets. Yep, it's like that, times a thousand. <laughs> So you managed to uh, uh, get out of there, realizing, holy moly, we are all in bad shape and it's time for lunch. So you came back, went back to the monastery, and... Oh, we went to Hamlin's Hots. Oh, no. Correct. And then you went mm -hmm. back, you came up before you headed over to the monastery, grabbed a little lunch, and you split between Hamlin's Hots, Caleb's Colds, and Larry's Lukewarms. Very careful to hide the bags, because they get really angry 
when anybody brings anyone else's bags into their establishment. Even though they're all brothers, even though they're all triplets, they really don't get along because they have very strong opinions on food temperature. And then you went over to see the monastery. You knock on the door. Hello. They look at you. They look at you. They're like, oh, oh, we have the whole gang here. Look at this. Oh, mm. oh, oh, and look, look at the puppy. Oh, we love animals. Yes, have you come not in. Met Riley. Come in. Riley, go say hi. Oh, yes. And they and they they're petting Riley. Uh, awkwardly, they seem to not know exactly how to pet a dog, which is really I mean, odd. he's a wolf, so <laughs> he's yeah. a real wolf. They don't know. They're a like, demon. They're, yeah, they're fine with that. They, uh, in fact, that's what happens. They look and they're like, oh, look at his eyes. Oh, look at this fur. Yeah, Ooh. we rescued him from a ritual where a succubus was trying to turn him into a blood wolf. Oh, this is fascinating. Fascinating. We might have to study Riley, is it? Oh, Riley, yeah. That's right. You might have to not study my dog. No, 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 no. (laughs) This looks like a unique specimen. Wouldn't you like to know all about their latent special powers that they might might have with it? Oh, no. Their their blood might have special abilities. Who knows what they might turn into? Maybe maybe they're going to grow to monstrous size. Oh, wouldn't that be fascinating? Then you can ride it into battle. Like a battle steed, only a battle wolf. Yes, yes. Ooh. I'll ask him later if he's okay. Uh, with that. Oh, yes. Anyhow, uh, did you did you come here because of uh, because of Riley? No, we actually need your help with these these beads that we found. We can tell they're magical, but yes. gosh, we just can't figure out how. They're from the Moonstone Hall, and just in case, we have to go back down there. Rob Pontius is playing Otteron, a human witch of curses. Moonstone Hall. Yes, Moonstone we've already found Zolgas. Moonstone and... Hall. Moonstone Hall. What are you? What? Are you, what? Yeah, you guys told us where it was. Why are you being I, weird? I, because I didn't think you were actually going to go down there. Oh no, no. Oh, we yes. thought you were just going to maybe you know, do some research. Like you know, we 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 don't actually go adventuring. We we do everything uh, uh, academically. Oh oh. I am taking detailed notes, and Atron would take out their journal and show, um, from their Book of Shadows. What, oh, what they were documenting. Oh, come inside, come inside. We're having lunch. We're having soup. Oh, Do you have come. cold salad? Soup. soup and cold salad. That's exactly what we're having. Come in, come in. That mm, is not a very popular combination in this city. No, we just got back from Hamlin's Hots. I don't think Hamlin would be happy to hear that. Oh, Hamlin's Hots. <laughs> Let me tell you a little secret about Hamlin's Hots. They look at each other and they're like looking back and forth. It goes, they're triplets. And what they do is they secretly switch each other so they all keep serving the same type of food. It's a scam. They just sort of mix it up. That's how come they keep all their insults and the food fresh. It's genius, I tell you. Genius. I don't know. I just thought the grilled cheese melt was fantastic. That's right. And when they need to spice up the menu, they just switch places no one knows who's who anymore. Of course, that's just rumor and superstition. Who knows if know it's true this. or not? Rob looks so disappointed. Hi, I'm Hamlet of Hamlin's Hot. Whoa, you whoa, whoa, this, buddy. Are you believing this bullshit I'm reading in the news that we're the same person and that we switch roles? I swear to uh, Caden Kalian that 
you believe that, if you come to Hamlin's Hots, I'll know. I can check it in your face. If you bring that rag in here, the Weekly Monk, where that bullshit is published, you will not get a hot seat. No, the Weekly Monk is now the paper of Escadar. Ooh. That's what they publish, the old men. Go ahead, continue. Rob Termarco is playing Darius Varus, a half-elf monk of the mountain style. Anyhow, back to the game. How about these beads? How about them beads? Oh, let me see. Oh, oh yes, beads, beads. Let me see. And, and they concentrate and look. It'll take about ten minutes for us to look at these and figure it out. Uh, oh, Hap, Hap, we're still doing research on you. Yes, yes, you you keep showing up, but we're not ready. We're not ready. You, we need a little bit more time. Well, that's a little okay. More time. We just needed your help with this real quick. I oh, promise okay. we're not hurrying you. Oh, okay, okay. You're, you're, you're making us all flutter here. It feels like we have to constantly keep up with you. So, okay, okay. And they, yeah, I hear that's that's common around me. Oh, 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 so so what did you find? Well, well, my brother uh, Henry is like, taking a look at that. What, what did you find down there? What did you find in the, the hall? My corrupted fountain murals that they are defacing, including a very large fresco with some some words I could not identify the language. And Ataran will open up their book and show what they've written. But don't forget the bloody demon and... And those big lizard creatures that that turn me to stone, and oh, the basilisk, the gibbering mouthers, the zolgas, the babu demon. Oh, that that explains why you look rather uh, ravaged. Look at this—you uh, got teeth marks all over you, covered in slime. We had a rough time. Hap, I think you have some pebbles in your hair still. Oh my gosh, still Ugh, must be igneous. Oh, so a little rock. Wow, that there. sounds. That sounds pretty rough down there, and you're all in one piece. I'm, I'm actually surprised. Wait, when was this? Wait, was that Just today? Now. Today. That oh. about uh, 45 minutes ago. Yes. Oh, oh my! And you're here now. Well, I guess you're you're efficient. Yes, yes, yes. Well, let me see. Let me see. And they and they look at the uh, the phrases. They're like, oh, oh yes, yeah, uh, uh, draconic, I believe. Oh yes, yes. So let's see, let's see. This one, this one, uh, I believe says. Uh, Sarvel Everhunger, and this one says orbs, and this one says vengeance, and uh, and this one says thief. Yes, that, that's a, that's a, that's right. That is what we we see. Yes, yes. What do they? Wait, do? what? I didn't understand that like at all. What do the words mean? Are they magical orbs of vengeance? What? Oh, 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 I don't know what they mean. I'm just telling you what they say. You you show me these words. Yes, yes, yes. Are they magical? Are they magical? The language of dragons. No, draconic, yes, draconic, yes. Mm. Uh, it's uh, it's an ancient language, yes, used by uh, kobolds and dragons and uh, other creatures of similar type, yes. Mm. Uh, I guess these Zolgaths, uh, uh, you explained, maybe they used it. Obviously, they know draconic because they we wrote thought this. they spellcaster amongst them, so perhaps mm. that spellcaster studied such things. Mm. Perhaps, or they perhaps. work with a dragon, but either way, mm, yes. thank you. Yes, yes, no, again, uh, I see one thief. Now, Thief is the one that you noted that was uh, written on top of Aridin's face. Yeah. The other ones are just uh, all around. You see the first one to the farthest left in the beginning of the tale was Sarvel Everhunger. Looks like a name of some sort. The other one just says Orbs, and the other one just says Vengeance. They are just Hmm. words. That's all. Do you know, why would the Zolgaths want Vengeance against Aridin? Well, that... That I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure maybe if you did a little research, we don't know very much about uh, uh, Zolgaths or, or why uh, they're even uh, here. That's that's rather odd. They 
they almost never come to the surface. And why are they under our city? That's that's quite upsetting. Upsetting. Yes, yes, very upsetting. Although there's guards there, right? Yes, guards. Okay, well, mm, it looks like you're clearing couple. it up. Mm, Atron, did you show them the mural with the four towers? Yes. Yeah, we went to one of those towers. It was the the town that we played in first. And we're wondering, like, these other towers, they look just a little bit different. Maybe maybe somebody would know, like, where these might be. Maybe the Zolgaths are going after them. They want to destroy the orbs there, too. Well, that that sounds ridiculous. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Are, you, are you talking about the, the Aeon yes. Towers that, that uh, guard the, uh, the Isles? Uh, uh, you went to one of them? Yeah, the Zolgaths were there. We went to stop them. They were trying to corrupt the orb or do something with it. Well, but uh, failed. Uh, yes. Yeah, we threw their boss off the tower. He died. Whoa, okay, that's quite horrible. But, um, those orbs are, are made by Aerodin himself. Uh, as far as I know, they're indestructible. Nothing can stop them. Nothing could affect them. I imagine they didn't do anything to them, did they? Well, they sure tried, but we stopped them before they could finish. Wasn't it, like, slightly off its orbit or something? Nope. No? Oh, okay. Nope. Mm -mm. Nope. They tried to, like, attack it, but it didn't really do anything. It just sort of dinked off of it. Vanessa Hoskins is playing Alhara Varys, a half-elf gymnast swashbuckler. It did seem like the power within the tower was acting erratically, but that does not mean that has anything to do with the orb itself. Well, and we also don't know what the tower's baseline was. Well, what, what, ex ex explain... Explain, explain what do you mean. Tell, tell me more about this adventure in the tower. They're all gathering around for story time. They want to hear all about this. Well, this might have to be a story we tell you later, because we still have to finish the temple down there. There could be other monsters. Oh, well, maybe you should tell us before you die, because it sounds like you have your hands full. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, not a bad uh, idea. Uh, attacking uh, Gibbering Mathers and, and Baskalis and, and gigantic Zolgas. Oh, my! We had to go there because we knew uh, this corruption was there after fighting some demons. And, well, it, it turned out it was indeed Zolgas. They'd taken over the tower. But there were still other dangers like um, the flesh-eating cube, the gelatinous cube. Mm. Those weird undead monsters. Um... You remember? They were so creepy. The large, um... But what, what was strange was every so often, every hour or two, maybe? I don't remember. Something would happen within the tower, like like a connection to another realm, or some sort of elemental power would flood through. Strange winds, mists, earthquake. It was odd. Um... I thought maybe it was some sort of protection of the tower, or maybe from the orb being tempered with. Hmm. So, sounds like. And, and they start pulling off various texts off the shelves and start uh, rummaging through them quickly. They're like, this This sounds abnormal. Yes, yes. You, earthquakes and temperature changes, you say? Oh, that's, yes. That's unusual. Now... Yes, the, the uh, gelatinous cubes, they use that to clean the tower. I know that those appear as Aerodin commanded. And, uh, oh, I mean, and they're like quickly flipping through all their notes. And they're like, this, this might take a little bit of time, but that sounds wrong. That sounds wrong. 
What what else did you find? Did you find uh, any religious symbols or or holy items? Anything that would help us identify what what else maybe these uh, these Olgaths were were doing there? Hmm. I don't remember. Did we find anything religious Just the there? Just a crown, and I mean, we can show them. We the have the cracked moonstone pendant. You literally have the religious symbol from the. Did you not write that down? Yeah, the Aradin stuff from the podium. No, no, the religious symbol from the Zolgath, mm-hmm. the angry, creepy one. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought we were talking about the Aeon Tower still. Mm-hmm. Um, so Wataran looks confused a minute and then says, "If." If you mean from the Moonstone Hall, we, we found this symbol that the one Zolgath was wearing, as well as um, this holy book of Eredin that was still on the dais. The dais is protected, so only servants of Eredin can go on it. So, should you ever get to invest it... Oh, oh, let me see. see. Poor Riley had a nasty fright. Oh, mm-hmm. let me see, let me see. They look at this book, and they're like, Oh, lordy, lord, yes, yes. And they're all like, praising Aradin. They're like, this This is a beautiful, beautiful, excellent, excellent quality. And they're like, flipping it over. He says, well, we'll, we'll, we'll give you 75 gold pieces for this book, if you wish. It's it's an amazing quality. Uh, unless you wish to keep it for yourselves. I totally understand. I totally understand. No, it seems right that it should go to you, and I think 75 gold pieces is very generous considering, but... Um, so, <laughs> hey, there. Ataran. Yes? Do we have to take the money? I mean, they've already done a lot for us. Maybe we could just let them have it. Yes, I'm taking the money. Yes, take the money. Okay, all right, I understand. Ataran <laughs> <laughs> just, like, smirks. We will use this for healing potions, I am sure. Cool. Uh, they they look at the uh, religious symbol that you got off the dead Zolgath magic user and some of the other notes, and they're, they're quickly jumping and then... Searching their books, because none of them seem to know it offhand. Uh, but after a couple of minutes, they're cross-referencing, and they, they find the right thing, and they're like, Yes, yes, so that's a, that's the, the demon god, uh, uh, Zevgavazeb, that the Zolgaths worship underground. Oh, that's that's most disturbing. That is a horrific, although n- mostly unknown god on the surface world. In fact... Only reason we even know anything about it is because it's in our notes. Oh, very little is known about that god. Yes, we we had found such in the Aeon Tower as well, actually, on one of those old guests. So perhaps it is a holy war for them. Well, and, and they're looking at each other, and um, is that why they would think Aridin a thief? Do you know something? They they're looking at each other like sort of uh, like. Eh. Uh, 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 and then all of a sudden, the uh, the other priest on the other side's like, "Eureka! Uh, I know what this is." And it kind of breaks the tension. He goes, "Oh, these these are these are standard holy beads. These these are very unique and uncommon. Though they're they're standard looking beads that give a soft light and are warm to the touch. They uh." They allow you to cast divine spells. Whenever you uh, cast a divine spell from your own spell slots while holding the prayer beads, you recover one hit point. So, and if you uh, if you cast a healing spell, it will grant you additional healing to one of the targets instead of yourself. Oh, then I will keep hold of these. Thank you. That is quite... 
Oh, you you special. You cast divine spells, uh, uh, Atheron? I have some mattering of divine power, yes. Oh, shame, shame. Those are those are very unique and uncommon. They're very hard to find. Uh, in fact, we have a few here, but we'd gladly buy those for you. For uh, 80 gold pieces, if what you wish to sell them. What kind of magic do I have? Not divine. Your power seems natural, born from Yeah, I mean, it's the natural. Elements. I just do it. I go, bang, bang. Yes, it is not divine. It is mm, inherent to the world and life and nature. It is a primal power, is what many would say of it in more academic circles. No one would think less of you if you just said you don't know. I mean... No, I am telling you the truth. Oh, okay. I don't get it. It's 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 not important. What matters is how you use it. Well, I try to use it to help people, or at least I used to, but now we're using it to hurt things. Sometimes those that have power have to step up, else others will hurt who do not have power. We have to hurt those things that wish to hurt us. I still hope we can talk them down, but I am increasingly concerned that this deity has, well... Do you not know why this god has encouraged the Zolgas against Aradin? You seem to be hesitant to speak of it, Sir Knights. When I didn't go with you to this thing, I didn't realize it was going to be a whole thing. Sorry. No, that's fine. Wait, what thing? To the three old people. That's sort of Oh, a, you're not there? No, it's sort of an... That's why I haven't said anything. It's sort Where of an Otteron and half I thought we all came here. Yeah, I, I thought to we go, were all here. No, you all came. No. Oh, I thought you were going to go ha- get the thing identified, and I was going to go buy a new potion. Oh, no, you could have done both. Just buy a potion from them. I don't care. I said they were they were all there. You said you were all oh. there. The all right. Well, then we're all there. I misunderstood. That's why I haven't said anything. Oh, okay. Well, you could have just been quiet. Oh, I was just letting Acheron and Hap take the lead, which is quite nice. That is good, yeah. After seeing this and hearing this, they uh, they went kind of uh, a little a little white, a, a little scared, a little worried, and uh, they they look at you all and they 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 want to know more. They they want to know more details as to what you've been up to, what you've been doing, and and they and they say was 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 the tower acting strangely? Like was was oh, yeah. it getting really hot and cold? Yes. yes. Oh yeah, Wind. and winds and earthquakes and all sorts mm-hmm. of weird things, and it was. Kind of random. Yes, it felt um, like various realms or uh, elemental energies were conflicting in the tower. I never thought of that. That's a good. That's a good point. With that, Henry runs over to the front door, closes it, and locks it, and, and looks um, at you all. It says, uh, "Have you have you told anyone of this?" Yes. Mm. They're looking at each other. Our friends in the circus regaled them with the stories of our victory. Yes. Well, this is this is not an unknown secret for those who follow Aridin and others in the Isles. But mm, this is most disturbing. Most disturbing. So, so let me ask you. And they all look at you, and they look very serious. What plans? What in the Moonstone Halls? What are you? What are you doing? Are you just killing and getting rid of these Zolgas for pleasure, for sport? 
Well, mm. Why have you been doing this? What What's your goal? Before we answer, are we free to leave? Yes, yes. Oh, we're yes. free we, to leave. We, okay. we, just did, we just didn't want to be disturbed and uh, wanted to make sure we don't get uh, unexpectedly walked in on while we discuss this sensitive... Yes, I took this as you did not want um, someone no. to find us learning of this info. No, no, yes. no. This, this info is not unknown, but it's not something we wish to spread around. But back to my question. What... what 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 are you doing here? What what is your your purpose? We the knew home? the Zogas would um, try to disturb the Moonstone home, so we wish to stop them. The ex exact motivation we were still trying to figure out, but we expected it had something to do with Aradin because of the Aeon Tower. Hmm. When we I don't know if you know this, but when we cleansed the Aeon Tower of this Zogath infiltration. We were uh, given blessed blessing in, yes. of some kind. Oh yeah, life energy. Hmm. Did you see a remnant of Aridin himself during this blessing? I don't believe so. Did we? I don't remember doing that. More I don't feeling. remember seeing anything. I just remember feeling it. Yes. Yeah, I think we just felt really. We felt this energy, but we did not see a reflection of him, if that is what you are asking. Well, it, it sounds like you have stumbled across something much larger than I expected. Let, let, let me ask you, and, and they all, they all, they all say, let's, let's go into, let's go into the library and, uh, and discuss what you, you discovered as this sounds most disturbing, most disturbing. And they, they ask you to come in, and they have a little tea, and uh, they got sugar cookies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, in. I want some cookies. <sighs> With honey as well. They're super sweet tooth cookies. They say, oh, so, uh, do any of you follow Aridin? How, how much do you know about the orbs and what they do for the islands. I have been trying to learn of Eridin, especially since the Aeon Tower, but I do not know much about the orbs themselves. Well, this is this is actually well known, and perhaps we should give you a little bit of a history of the orbs and the towers, as people have forgotten them over the many, many years since they were first established by Eridin oh so long ago. Here, sit, sit, enjoy the cookies and milk. And they start, like, using Mage Hand, and they're pulling all of these tombs off the shelves in the library. And Sir Wilm pulls up one and puts on his glasses, and he goes, Oh, yes, here, here we go. And he, he, he's like, sit around, let me tell you a tale. You see, when Aridin used his powerful magic, to pull the Isle of Kartos from the inner sea. It was mere rock covered with slime from the seafloor, completely unfit for habitation. And in seeking a method to give life to this new land, Aridin discovered life-giving suns deep in the vast underground. Each orb only a few feet across 
But these tiny suns admitted a life-giving light. And in the eyes of the new god of humanity, these orbs could be put to far better use, eating humans than those in the Darklands. He took all but one, leaving a single orb behind in the Vask to maintain the ecosystem there. He called these floating balls of life-giving energy Aeon Orbs, naming them in his Aslanti tradition and placed each of them on top of a mud-brick tower to illuminate his new land with its life-giving light. Aridin placed these four so-called Aeon Towers on the western half of the Isle of Kortos, and the fifth right here on the Isle of Aaron, which he had set apart for the clergy's use. Each of the Aeon Orbs orbits the top of its tower in the same manner, an Aeon Stone orbits its bearer's head due to ancient Aslanti technology. Aridin imbued the orbs and each emits a soft warm glow that can be seen for miles, much like a lighthouse. And although the Aeon Orbs are all identical, each tower is slightly different, though they're all hundreds of feet tall and appear to be steep-sided structures in the form somewhere between a pyramid and an obelisk. And he, he, like, licks his finger and turns a few pages. He says, However, even the Aeon Orb's powerful magic was not sufficient to transform the slime-covered rock into an island suitable for human habitation. So Aridin linked his own essence to the Aeon Orb's magic, reflecting their renaissance through his own spirit. He performed this linking ritual from a stronghold he named the Verdant Beacon, built high into the peak in the Cortos Mountains, a site from which he could see each of the five Aeon Towers on a clear day. Soon, the magic of the linked orbs made the lands green and bountiful, particularly around the towers themselves. However, humankind has a remarkable ability to take the wondrous for granted. Although the Aeon Towers were among the most visible of the many wonders Aerodin created, their presence was eventually considered just part of the landscape. The Aeon Orb's purpose was forgotten by those who lived and worked near them, and few connect the bounty of the lands to the orb's life-sustaining energy itself. But when Aerodin died, we, we know that the power of the Aeon Orbs was disrupted and has slowly began to fail. Over the past century, locals like those you mentioned have noticed a steady decline in the local ecology. The Emmonwood's growth is no longer spectacular, the grasslands of Arryn are less bountiful, and so on. And worse, the Aeon Orb nearest the Dunmire was stolen a decade ago, and now a creeping blight called the Welt grows a mile or more each year. In a few decades, perhaps a century and most, we believe the Aeon Orbs will fail entirely and both Kortos and Eren will return to lifeless rocks. 
those locals around the orbs have noticed the failing ecology, but they don't know how to repair it. And those of us, the high priests of Aroden, have been trying to figure out how to repair the orbs, but we have no way to do so. The technology and magic imbued by Aroden himself is way past our powers or comprehension. What you were describing sounds like someone from below. These Zolgath you mentioned might be trying to take these orbs or disrupt them in some way, trying to accelerate this disturbing trend of the orbs failing. Well, I mean, I don't I don't want life on the surface to fail, certainly, but it sounds like the Zolgaths are right. It sounds like Aridin stole them from them, and, and the Zolgaths have a, a right for, to have them back? I don't mm. know. It does sound like they are stolen property. Although, how do you now return them and let an entire populace lose their life and homes? But do we need all of them? I do not know much about this wealth or what the long-term effects could be, but it seems like we will have to check these towers anyway. Well, and that Zolgath at the last tower we were at, he didn't seem to want to take the orb. He just wanted to ruin it somehow. Yeah, this is true. But, but that might be because he could not take it. If thieves have stolen one um, that was uh, related to this wealth, perhaps um, that is uh, another uh, avenue we must go down to check. Well, how long ago did Aradin make these towers? One AR. Yes, many, many years ago. Okay, so somebody tell me what one AR means. Thousands. Oh, okay. 4,720 years ago. As mm -hmm. we are in 4720 AR, mishap. Mm -hmm. If Aradin took these orbs 4,000 years ago and the Zolgaths are still down there, it doesn't sound like they really needed them in the first place. Um, I grew up in a land of darkness that found a way through magic to still have life in plants and animals and it is grim i cannot fault them for wanting light and life and bounty again though it sounds like they are angry and i cannot fault them for that either i had gotten the sense that these creatures were being used by some other force to do what they're doing yes, yeah there demons. was that succubus or maybe she was just she just seemed like a someone who jumped on their desperation. She seemed like a mid-level manager to me. She was like a foreman of these stinky lizards. They 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 look around and they they hearing you and they're saying, "Well, Aradin did everything he did to serve humanity. Whether he was right or wrong, we are not to judge as Aradin is a god." And gods are above judgment from mortal men. I can judge whoever and whatever I like, god or not. Really, and if he's supposed to represent mankind, like I, I don't I don't know that I like that representation if he's stealing other cultures' artifacts. Stealing? And I'm still trying to figure out if I even if I'm even tied to humankind or not. Well what? of course you well, are. Look at yourself. You're human. Look at, look at, 
how my body's literally turning into fire, and I don't know if I'm just gonna wisp away someday and not exist anymore. Whatever, you're all magical and teenage and overdramatic. I didn't want to tell you, but you're a matchstick. Slowly blooming into a large matchstick. You're welcome. What happens to matchsticks? They have a really cool explosion. Then they turn old and frail like a dark ember, and they blow away. Anyhow, after hearing that lovely parable, we, uh... We just wanted to give you the history of the towers. Now, these towers, the history is quite well known. It has been perhaps forgotten by humanity over the years, but this is not a secret. It's not a secret how the towers were made and why they were made. However, the secret that they are slowly failing is known to those who wish to discover it. Those within the clergy are well aware of it, and we have been working very hard to try to counter it. It sounds like you might have brought back stability to at least the local tower. How was that? What what did you do? They're very interested to hear. Mm. They're all looking at you like with big googly eyes trying to understand what did you do? We stopped the Zolgath from doing something to it. Perhaps it is now bonded to us in the way that it was bond to Eredin and his power and life force. Explain this 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 ability, this this healing resonance you have. Or what is that exactly? Hmm. There is magic in it. We can um, call on it, and we will heal up quickly this life force but also i think it is passive we we feel it in our bones and in our flesh when we sleep it's kind of like a warmth when we call in it but a different kind of warmth than heat healing a reflection of life in a way that's exactly what eridan gave to each of the orbs want me to show you Yes, yes. They, they're all excited when they hear that. They're like, can we see? Can we? Just remember, we are going back down to a dangerous <laughs> <Right>. place, Alhara. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> oh, Actually, I hardly ever get hurt. Truth be told, your <laughs> healing, fast healing is better than Aradin's. I will point out that is Nocticula's blessing. But you bestow it upon us. Hey, why don't we come back up and show them after the dungeon? In case there's any trouble. Alright, fine. How about I'll come back tonight, and if one of us haven't used the ability, we'll demonstrate it for you. Oh, they're all looking crestfallen. Like, you just promised them a puppy and then took it away hey, from look, them. I would do it. They the won't let me. The puppy's coming later today. Yeah, you're still promised puppy. It's just later puppy. Unless we suffer tragically down below, then there will be no puppy. They're very all up in my business about when I use my own abilities. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, they bring up a good point. Aridin said, "If what happens if you all die down there? Mm. You you fought three gibbering mouthers. Who knows what other horrors face you'll face down there? Mm-hmm. We need to have the talents um, that will keep us going if we are going to stop what's happening. Yeah, do you want to come with us? Oh, no, no, no. We're far too old. That's what I thought. Old. Well, then hush and let us do our jobs. Forgive me if this is indelicate, but 
I have heard that Eridan's priests no longer can find power from him, yes? Yes, well, uh, we are magi. We study multiple types of magic. Well, this is good. So we have multiple ways to cast our spells, but you, you, you are correct. Mm. I am finding increased interest in various magics myself. I will talk on this later with you, if possible. Yes, yes. Well, it, it seems that the Zolgaths have, have come back to disrupt or do something to these towers. It sounds like perhaps you were right. Maybe they want to take these orbs back, but, but who knows? Who knows? I mean, don't forget... One of them on top of the Aeon Tower called the Marsh Stone was stolen. Mm. We, we don't even know how that's possible. That is the one that was keeping back the welt you spoke of? No, that's causing the welt. Oh. Because the tower has been non-functioning for 10 years now. And oh, every wow. year corruption spreads another mile in all directions. That sounds like a long time for no one to have heard about this. Well, maybe you haven't heard about it, but... Well, they know about it over there. Hmm. Certainly worth looking into. Maybe we can, I don't know, get it back. It seems like there's got to be an answer that will help both us and the Zolgath. It would help if they would actually speak with me instead of spitting when I try to offer them a hand in redemption. But um, perhaps they are too busy thinking that Aridin cannot be redeemed and thus humanity is damned. Ah, uh, that's... That's a possibility. Well, we can keep trying to talk to them. Maybe after we uh, beat some sense into them, they'll finally listen to reason. I have found that pain can be a harsh lesson, but one that gives perspective. And my people at home would uh, unfortunately agree. Well, it sounds like many of these Zolgaths followed this 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 god, uh, Zeb uh, We We know nothing about this god. Uh, is a, a lost and forgotten god. You know, just just a few small notes about him being a god of demons and dinosaurs that's followed in the Darklands, but not much else. Perhaps trying to research more about this god of theirs would also be a step in the right direction. Mm, that is a good idea. And we have a symbol of such, and Atron will show holy symbol they have of Zebgabazeb. Well, well, it's, it sounds like a lot has been bestowed upon you. It sounds like you should maybe try to find out before you kill all of them wh wh why they're here, what what their goal is. It looks like they are... Hmm. They're, they're all thinking. They're like, they're down there in the Moonstone Hall, a forgotten temple from Arodin. What could they be doing down there? Perhaps trying to find out a way to disrupt or steal the orbs? They're all like talking with themselves. He goes, mm. makes sense. Maybe they don't know where the others are yet. and Maybe there is information there that um, is related to the creation of these towers or yes, um, yes. resources that actually can harm them. Mm. Well, and how did those demons get... Oh, that's right. Their god is a god of demons, too. For the record, right. I do not espouse demons and demon summoning, so that them um, in general should be taken care of as a problem. But too. isn't a demon like your patron? 
Don't you get your magic from a demon? Mm, she is a succubus, but um, she has found new calling. Well, there you go. I could tell you more about uh, Nocticula, but I am still learning too. About how you get your power from a demon? Mm, that's not exactly how it works. Acheron is a complex person. Mm. They worship succubi demons, Aridin. Redeemed succubi demons. Lots of lots of things. Pies, of things. cookies, Pies, candy, yeah. sugar. Yeah, complex. Hap wants to worship, but she's just not sure if, if that's working out. Atreon's Pantheon. It's demons, succubi, Aridin, cookies. Cookies. There we go. <laughs> Hap wants to believe in something, but she's but she she just she can't get over why bother like. The gods don't haven't done anything for her. The gods haven't done anything for anybody she knows. You know, and Darius has such a good point about it. <gasps> they they they're all aghast when you're saying this. They're all looking at you like, "How? Oh. How? No, Hap didn't say that. I'm oh, telling you, you her oh, inner monologue. Oh, oh, they they're hearing you all discuss the. Are this. you saying that? Like, <laughs> of course she is. I they're have no like, inner monologue. I have no inner monologue. Oh I no, I'm saying everything out loud. I even oh, said no. Hap feels like i even said that they like they look at you and they're looking at riley they go riley here riley is bound to you surely that's divine intervention riley's just my buddy right he saved him and now he wants to save me and how are you able to speak with riley i don't know I just kind of—that's right. I just right. kind of think about she it. She has a magical ability. Oh, a magical ability! And who created magic in this world? I don't know. Jonathan Q. Magic. No one. Oh, Nethys, the black and white cookie guy. The yeah, the gods. black and white cookie guy. <laughs> the gods have, although you might not believe in them. They believe in you and gave you powers. So oh, we believe in them. Of course, we do. They exist. Are you going to tell me? And then she snaps her fingers and like a beautiful like hummingbird like appears over her like over her hand. And she's going to kind of like open up her palm and just like hold this like beautiful fiery hummingbird. Are you going to tell me that this is because of the gods that I can do this? They look at each other and they say, yes. Which one? All of them. Well, then what's the point? I mean, if you think about it that way, our very existence is at their whim, so you could kind of say that about anything. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. My education growing up is that without Zonkuthon, my entire people would have perished after the Starfall. It is through their dedication to that god of darkness and pain that they have endured, yet he is still a god of darkness and pain. The gods are mysterious. And have their ways. Much like humans. Some gods are good. Some gods are evil. Some gods are prone to drink. Others are prone to torture. Or love. No two gods are exactly the same. So, which god gives you which power? All of them and none of them. Each gives what they desire. And humanity and all those on the surface of Galarian can take and choose what they wish. I am thankful for what I have been given and what I am learning. I think it is now up to me how I am using it. Correct. 
It's up to you to determine what you want to do with these powers the gods have granted us. And some people, like you, have, have innate powers deep within you that aren't related directly to a god. But the magical energies, those were directly imbued by gods into the ecosystem and have passed down through generation after generation. Look, that's all above my pay grade. All I know is I don't like the way fire hurts things, but I like that it can be beautiful. So I've tried praying. I tried praying to Shaylin because she's supposed to be the goddess of beauty and art, but I just don't feel like she cares. I don't feel like any of the gods care. Mm. God's ways are mysterious. But look at what Aerodin did. He walked among us. People can go and talk to him. He led humanity. And look where that got him. You're right. I do not think it is yet known what happened to Aerodin, yes? That's correct. I, I know that he is believed dead, but we don't know if that is really true or who would have done this. Let Correct. alone Aradin was mortal once, like um, Caden Kellyan, and um, there are others that have um, taken this test of the Starstone. If Aradin's not dead, then it's obvious he doesn't want anything to do with the creations that he helped make. Not true, not true. He can be imprisoned. Many of the gods are imprisoned. And what are mm -hmm. we going to do? Bust Aradin out of jail? Well, first we would have to find him. But if it's He's within dead, humanity's power, then yes, we would. Aridin's well, dead. That's pointless. We, we, we don't know Maybe. If, if he's dead. We do know that know. his power is waning and that he never showed up to usher in the last age. And now we all live in the age of lost omens. I don't know. Everything I've heard says he's dead. Well, enough theology for one day. I, I think uh, Hap's head is spinning. It is giving Darius me a headache. Is, Darius is snoring I, rather loudly over I there. I checked out. I checked out. I totally did. I totally checked out. Maybe there's like actual smoke coming out of Hap's ears. But, but, <laughs> you but, can do that. but with that, yeah. it sounds like you might have a way to, to fix the orbs. Go back down there, find out. And they're like starting to kick you out and they're opening up the door and they're well, ushering yeah. you out. They're pushing you out. They go, go back I'm down going, there. I'm go, going. go, go. Yeah, find let's out. Go. Find out. Oh, Alhara is the first one out the door. We've been trying to find the polite way out, but you won't stop talking. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. I'm not going to say that, but it's funny. Well, they're kicking you out. Wow. They're kicking you out. They're like, go, wow. go, hurry up. Cl clear the Moonstone Hall and, and come back to with your reportings. And don't forget to show us your trick. Atron takes that quick confusion to pocket the rest of the cookies. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> okay. Classic. Well, you're all healed up. You're all full of cookies and... And spells, right? We're full of our spells? No. It's ah, lunchtime. It. <laughs> don't... I, I get very angry when people do that. I'm just teasing. I no, know we're not. Close. Because yes, do you know how many... Do you know how many spells? Do you... Are you keeping yes, track I of do. it? Okay, because yes. I'm not keeping have, track of it. Look, I have <laughs> two second levels and three first levels left. All my level threes are gone. Don't even with me. I'm allowed to make jokes without you getting sour about it. It's not a joke. Yes, it is a joke. Well, what what if I it. said yes, then? If I said yes? I was going to... 
don't know. This is the one reason I'm really happy I'm not playing a, a spellcaster this time around. Hero Lab makes it easy. It does. Okay. Do you go back down to the hall? Yep, yes, we're going absolutely. back. There you Our are. Our bellies are back. full of hot, lukewarm, and cold food, and we're ready to head back down. Um, as they go back down, Altron's going to say, before we proceed, I, I do want to look over that fountain and those rooms. Oh, yeah. I did not finish before everything um, became painful again. Mm -hmm. I agree. We should definitely take a look at those. That pool is full of weird slime. It's kind of gross. It seems corrupted, probably by the gibbering mouthers or by the Zulgas directly. Maybe the demon. Okay, well, you go back down. Basculus still dead. Blood everywhere. Graffiti everywhere. No more gibbering mouthers. Teeth everywhere. Just everywhere. All the different types of teeth you can imagine. Now, all the goo from the gibbering mouthers, that's kind of gone. Just kind of a slick, you know, if you wanted, half could do a slip and slide into the fountain. That might be fun. <laughs> I'm tempted. Yeah. You're back. There's the eye. It's still bleeding purple goo. Do you want to poke it again, Alhara? I mean, I'm tempted. Call his bluff to it. Please do. I think Ataran wants to look over the fountain and the room and see if there's anything magical about it. Runes. You know, um, anything to either the walls like frescoes like in the other room or in that main entry room because they were drawing on the main entry room's walls too I remember Alhara is going to be searching around for secret doors, traps things like that yeah we didn't finish that either good point Nope. Mm -hmm. okay so Atron looks this over and you realize that this statue within the pool, is a depiction of the Eye of Aridin, the god's religious symbol. You, everyone knew that, of course. And you noticed that this pool is carved out of moonstone, a rare type of rock rumored to have magical properties. Hmm. Do you wish to continue? Can we, like, uncorrupt it in some kind of ritual or something? That's what Atron's hope is. Yes. Atron looks at the fluid in the pool. He sort of dips his hand in a little bit, puts it in their mouth, kind of does a little mouthwash, you know, back and forth, spits it out. It goes, ah, yes. Um, I believe we can remove the taint. And he's looking at the defaced mosaics in the room. He goes, I believe the mosaics actually show the ritual of how to worship and cleanse this pool, but it is completely covered up in graffiti. I think I think the first thing you need to do is clear that. Wait, they put instructions for how to uncorrupt the fountain on the wall? No. Oh, that probably happens a lot. Probably more like honorific rituals. Yeah, like, who plans for that? Like the tech support guys. Yeah. Like, look... <laughs> The pool's going to get corrupted. You're going to have to reboot it. Do three hail Aridin, spin around twice. <laughs> right. I imagine it's more like the sacred rituals of, like, the temple or something, maybe? And Aridin, or, um, Acheron would explain them that way. 
Yeah, like to preserve and, and cleanse the temple, and it happens to also get rid of the grass. I doubt they're like, in case the eye starts dripping mucus, here's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> the eye gets an infection sometimes. Um, let me have the run book on the Aradin's eye pool. Yeah, yeah seriously. So when the eye gets an eye infection, here's how you clean that. <laughs> yeah. And if like that's the normal ritual of the temple, like gets rid of like corruption, then what a weak and crappy corruption. Like, we're going to do the normal things that happen in a church, and the demon's like, oh, you got us. I wasn't expecting that one. I don't know. It makes sense. You're just like, I don't know. The power of religion, Hap. I guess. You've got, like, okay, so you have a place like this, right? Imagine, so you've got magic. It's powered by belief. It's powered by, like, intent and intention. Yes. And And now you have the deity who no longer is there to, like, help keep it protected. And all these Zolgaths come in here, like, shitting in the corners and wiping their feces on the walls and stuff. Like, their intention is to mess it up. So they don't even necessarily have to have done a ritual. They could have just been jerks and destroyed the place. And that is enough to corrupt the magic here. Atron speaks often of how their magic is all about intention and sympathy and the power of emotion and what you want to see manifested. Um, I think that's really kind of how occult magic can work. You know, the bardic inspiration... Um, you know, the witches, you know, classic sympathy of like voodoo dolls and the like. So, although technically that's voodoo, but that's a whole other thing. I don't know. My magic just kind of works like I'm moving a muscle. You know, I want it to happen. It happens. That is your blood. You are drawing from your power. You are a sorcerer. You are strong magically innately. This is us, um, honoring something in order to see what we literally see through the eye of Erden. Um, make manifest. So, if there is a way, I think we should try. It can only probably help us against the Zogas, or maybe stabilizing at least the Ironstones. Even if there's a greater need for us to talk to the Zogas about this, we want stability here, at least for now. I'm not sure that the Zolgaths are going to be very receptive to the conversation. No, but we can try. And then if they choose violence, then... They have chosen violence, and I will see it done. Hopefully one day we can stop using my power to hurt people. Perhaps. So, yeah, um, Atron will start looking over those mosaics to see what is entailed. Well, as I said, they are covered in blood, graffiti, and feces. Someone's going to have to clean them thoroughly before you'll be able to discover how to... Prestidigitation. Nope. Hop, can you help me clean these with you your know, magic? You maybe I don't want to press the digitation. I'm always pressing oh, digitation. Oh no, no, this is everything. this is this is the old elbow grease method. The press the digitation ain't gonna do it this time. Mm-mm. I'm not doing it. By the way, Atron asks for Hap's help, but if Hap doesn't help, that's fine. Atron will try to do it. Ahara will definitely help. She's not afraid of some hard work. Atron yeah. is very accustomed to hard working. Mm. All for it. Remember, it's about the intentionality, right? Guess you're going to find out. Is that a word? Yeah, intentionality is a word. Sure. There's a lot of dried blood and dried feces on these walls. Uh, It'll probably take a good hour or two of hard scrubbing to get this clean. All right. Montage. Montage of cleaning. Clean in the Moonstone Hall. We borrow some buckets and mops from the guards or something. Okay, you just... Thankfully, there's a clean fountain just up the way. Yeah, maybe there's like a storage closet somewhere in the temple, like Aridin's, like yeah. mops. Or a- something. A- a- yeah, the, uh, the, the storage closet. They have uh, 
bleach and that stuff they pour on kids puke in the schools. Yeah, and like extra holy water, you know? That's in Yeah, it. yeah. Cereal. Or be- better yet, it's like it's it's like holy water starter, but it's actually just water that needs to be Oh, <laughs> it's it's like silver dust and water. Yeah. <laughs> so, while Two of the people are hard at work cleaning. I'm helping. The... I'm helping. Oh, okay. I guess Hap is supervising, saying, nope, I I'm... still don't believe in this I god. I, I mean, I believe that the god exists, but I will help clean a temple if that's what it means that we have to find out what's going on. Hap, stand on my shoulders. Clean that high spot. There you go. All right, fine. Here's a mop. Reach Thank you ceiling. all for your assistance. Yes. You spend a good hour cleaning, and this is really no different than what Hap does in the circus, only this time it's on the walls instead of the floor. <laughs> I like at least having, you know, getting to see, like, the animal that's happy about it. Mm-hmm. They're playing poop finder. Oh, God, why? I mean, what? There's, there's feces on the walls. There's I know, but do you have to poop finder, really? Um, we had a whole bit about poop daggers. Let's go. Get with the program. Yeah, as I say, is this your first time with Roll for Combat? Yeah, it's all Pathfinder. Hey man, I'm just reading what they did here. I didn't do it. The all author right. who wrote this did it and made the Zolgaths do it. <laughs> That's so true. don't look at me. Maybe maybe Paizo has a poop fetish. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Anyhow, gross. We have a nice montage. I'm doing A-Team, although that is one of my favorite songs of all time. That's a good cleaning song. You're right. That is a good cleaning song. Okay. The older people are doing A-Team. The younger ones are doing Spin Me Around. Like That's still way before my time. Yeah, Dead or Alive. Spin me right round is around the same time as A-Team. Shh. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying here. Well, you don't hear A-Team on the radio much anymore, though. You still hear Spin Me Around. That's so. true. A lot of remixes. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, after a good hour of scrubbing, Aridin, Aridin? Acheron steps back and looks at their hard work, nodding, going... Doesn't that feel good, cleaning a temple? You missed a spot, and I'll burn like a little spot there. Mm. No, I'm not going to do that. Well, the reason why you couldn't use prestidigitation as the moonstone seems to resist some oh. magics because well, hmm. it's moonstone, and moonstone has magical properties. It's almost as if it was done on purpose. Because it's too easy to take care of a temple using magics. Anyhow. Darn wizards. Darn priests. It's actually priests. They, they did it just so the apprentices would not be able to easily clean things. So they yeah, actually had to do hard work. That's what we call in the biz a dick move. <laughs> so after a while, Atron looks at the fresco and realizes that... The mosaics depict three day-to-day tasks considered sacred to Aridin. One is a carpet building a chair. The next is a musician playing a flute. And last is a scholar 
copying a text. I must have misheard that. Did you say a carpet Carpenter. building a chair? Oh, a carpenter. Oh, okay. Carpenter. I understand. He, he said carpet, but like that sounds ridiculous. You see three day-to-day tasks considered sacred to Aradin. A carpenter building a chair, a musician playing the lute, and a scholar copying a text. Mm. I call carpenter. I call lute. I could do all three of these, actually, if necessary. No, you get the last one. You could, but I don't know. It seems like, isn't Aridin all about like community, too? Shouldn't we all participate in one of these three activities? All four of us, really. Well, I, I think we all should, yes. I think that is good, um, and hopefully... Maybe we'll be lucky, and much like the shine of Gozre, we will be recognized that we are doing this. Darius, let's go to town and let's go get a loot. I've always um, wanted a loot. Well, you don't literally have to play a loot, I don't think. I think Come you on, just, Darius, let's go. I think you just need to do a performance. I, I was thinking, Darius, you and I could maybe, I don't know, get some rocks or something to pile up into these windows. Something to something to block out and clean up all the broken stained glass and, and at least board up the windows somehow. Well, we could certainly clean up the glass, which is, I'm assuming, what we were doing. But we should build something, is my point. Build something. I'm not I'm not a builder. Me neither, really. but I don't know. It's the intention, right, Atron? Is it? Or do you have to do something that succeeds? I assume you have to put good faith effort into what you are doing. Yeah. Well, let's try to build something. It does not mean perfection. It means you are trying. Isn't that a human way? To try. Well, let's see. Does anyone want to try to determine which any of those three items are? Yeah. Carpenter, musician, or scholar? Uh, Ataran would, I mean, just be looking at the first anyway. So for carpentry, what would you have to do? I'm seeing if they get a high enough religion roll. Ooh. Ataran. Um. Ho-ho. Acheron knows, he goes, oh, these are related to the three tasks of Aroden. Creation, history, and performance. Creation's probably craft or repair an item. History is probably reciting or discussing written word about Aroden or ancient Aslanti civilization. And perform is to perform a trick or a dance or something artistic. Yeah, so Acheron explains all that. Well, let's do something artistic. Hap, do, do your artistic dance. Oh, okay. So in all fairness, Hap was going to go buy a lute and then sing Secret Tunnel. But Ooh, fine, we can like do it. this instead. Acheron would gesture to the center of the uh, main room where the large uh, Eye of Eridan is done on the floor in mosaic tile and just just uh, you should have um center stage yes Hop? okay okay um hmm let me think about what Aerden would like i guess okay all right i think i have an idea let me try this and then hap's going to start her um you know her mystical dance. You know the one where she, the one where she looks like she's doing kung fu, but it's actually really elegant and and like kind of smooth flowing, like a waterbender. You know that's what she's gonna do. I dig it. And then she'll accent it. You know, like like with one like quick like burst of like of like fiery birds to the left, and like another burst of fiery birds to the right. 
and then you know just slowly like conclude her dance with like a nice a nice flourish it's elegant without being too ostentatious give me that performance roll do it here it comes nat one so close nat three (laughs) it's pretty good though are you gonna hear a point or are you gonna keep it it's plus one because it's a dance for me, so it's 20. Oh, 20. Okay. Nice. You mm-hmm. uh, do the dance in front of the fountain. You, you finish your, your dance, and at the very end of the dance, you are just staring at the fountain. But then Hap notices something. The eye seems to be spewing a mixture of a little bit of clean water. Mixed in mm. with the purple gunk. Nice. It looks hey. like it's, it's starting to clear up. Hey, look, 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 the, some of the eye infection's leaving. There's some clean water coming out. Good. It's like you are actual Visine. Quick, quick, build a chair. Build a chair. Build a chair. I'm happy to make work a concoction. On... Yes, um, perhaps I will work on some of the ingredients for next potion. Okay. Can I help? Yes, um, um, I will take out some of the things we have collected, and you can help uh, add it to the uh, flask as we make it. So, uh, yeah, okay. Atron will move forward and then, like, point out the different, you know, ingredients and some of the herbs. Um, even a couple of the teeth from the Givering Mouth that they just picked up and how they're going to break it down in order to add it as they work on a bit of alchemy. Okay, give me a crafting check for your alchemy. Ooh. Wow! I will hero point. 16, rolled a 2. I'm insulted for myself. Air is not with us. You drop it and spill it Ooh. all over the floor. Oh Ooh. no! A hero point. I mean... 24. Legit. There, there you go. Is. But, they, but, okay. but Alhara being so quick... Catches it before it shatters on the floor. It says, uh, "Butterfingers, you might want to uh, hold on to this a little bit." Uh, so yes, you, you you successfully start your concoction creation, and and more clean water is is pouring Ooh. out of the eye. Almost two thirds clean, one third purple goo. It's almost as if you needed to do these three things as depicted on the wall, Hap. What? Why do you call me out on that one? All right, so the third thing was someone scribing, right? It was history? Um, yes, we will need someone to recite or discuss things about Eredin or the ancient Aslanti, which I do not know if any of you know of such, but I am happy to do so. Go ahead. I don't know why you're waiting for us on this one, if we're being honest. Mm. So, Ataron will describe the you know, basic tenets of Aridin's church, as well as their journey both before and then after raising the Starstone. Aridin lore. Yeah. Look at that. Woo. Super useful. What a smart thing to take. Super useful. Who While knew? they're doing that, Hap is going to mock mock them the whole time. Ooh, I'm Aridin 30. and I'm gone. Wow. Maybe you should have Hap roll a negative roll. I'm going to add Hap's negativity and put it against... Go for it. She's going to keep going. Yeah, I think Acheron would frown at Hap and stop and say, what are you doing? 
Well, look at me. I'm not here anymore. Baby, baby, baby. That is insulting. All right, fine. I'll stop. If this was Pathfinder First Edition, I'd use like a brawler knockout punch just to make her stop for a minute so we could do this. <laughs> and then she... All right, fine. Atron looks disappointed at Hap. Hap, 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 you disrupted Atron while they were talking all about Arid and Lore, and they were on a roll. It fails. Hap. It's not my fault they can't pay attention. All right, hey, fine, I'll behave. You, know if you think this is a joke, Hap, then maybe you should step outside. Fine, yeah, let's I go. will step Come outside. On. Come yes. on. I don't Alhara need grabs... your help, Ahara. I can step out on my own. Nope, nope. She's going to grab you by the Get collar off. and start dragging you out. I'm going to burn you if you don't let go. Well, uh, that's a risk I'm willing to take. That, Hap, you should not burn your family. Let go. All right, go, go cool off. Jeez. You're all hot-headed. Mm, I am sorry I'm raising my voice, but... No, oh, no, Hap. I don't... Flares up at the slightest... In... Continue what you're doing. You you should talk to her. She is obviously upset about something else. Maybe she is worried now about... Now is not the time. She has to manage her emotions while we deal with this crisis. Riley got very hurt. Maybe she is concerned. Anyway, I, I will start again. And uh, Ataran will instead talk about Aridin's major tenets and why they cared about innovation and civilization. Uh, 20? 20? Yeah, you, you, you lose a little bit of your uh, flow after yeah. you were doing so well, and then Hap totally disrupted your concentration. But you, you, you succeed. You, you manage to talk about Aradin and the ancient Aslanti civilization. And uh, as you recount this out loud, you see the water coming out of the eye, is all clear. Dun, dun, dun. Atron would just nod slowly. But the fountain is clean. Excellent. You've done it. I'm, I think Atron will go forward and try to study the water, detect magic even, and see if now that the fountain is clean, it has any magical properties. Well, the fountain itself still is filled with the gunk. It's the water coming out of the eye is clean water. So you realize hmm. that... Um, give me a second. Sure. There are five more skill challenges. Today. Oh, God. And now the math test. <laughs> prove that you care about math. Prove, prove. Long division shall summon Aradin. Even I can't do long division anymore. Okay. So as you clear out the water and you see the purple gunk, as if by magic, the purple gunk, when touched by the completely clean water, very quickly dissipates and the fountain runs crystal clear. Awesome. I love it. On top of that, a few things occur. First of all, this thing is now resonating strong magic. Second of all, now the water is clear, you see a pair of white leather bracers inside the water in the fountain. Hmm. Just sitting there. Atron points those out real fast. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll get them. O'Hara will uh, hold her breath and, uh, well, how far down is it? Can she just reach down? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. She'll reach in and pick them up. Okay. Shake them dry. 
So they're pretty cool. They're white leather armor bracers. That's neat. What, what do you think these are? In? Hmm. I will have to look them over after I look over the fountain. Okay. So as you're looking over the fountain, where are the items you got from the Zolgaths? Um, in the bag of holding, right? Portal, yeah. Yeah. Acheron has the holy beads, the scroll, and I imagine the book still. That was that was on the uh, dais. Everything else is probably in the bag of holding. Okay. Well, you notice the uh, the waters are magical. All right. I yeah. Atarman would study the fountain and the water and try to figure out what the properties are. They they study the water and the fountain. They don't know what it is, but probably something related to moonstone. Oh well. Okay. If Atarman thinks that, Atarman will take out the. Silver circlet with cracked moonstone, as well as the polished moonstones, and see if they interact with the water. That's clever. Well done. Give him a dunk. As you take out the silver diadem that's cracked and ruined with cracked moonstones and dunking in the water, something occurs. This was so clever. Well done. Is Hap there? No, no, no. This is Lauren telling Rob. Good job. Oh, thank you. Hap is sulking upstairs. That's actually true. <laughs> She's very pouty right now. Anyone looking into the water will see this. Ooh. I look. It's as if a movie is starting. Ooh. Oh. It's like it's like hmm? it's all rippling. <laughs> Faint reflections appear within the waters of the pool. Robed humans kneel in a sun-drenched atrium beneath stained glass murals proclaiming the glorious deeds of their god. Dark blotches form around the images, spreading like ink spilled upon a clean page. As the darkness spreads, the scene changes. A tall, fierce Zolgath, with two tentacles waving from his back, stands before an audience of his kind in the temple's atrium. He bellows, and you know this isn't draconic, but yet you hear it in common. I speak with the voice of Zeb Gebezeb, and I do his will. Will you join me in this sacred quest for vengeance? A familiar Zolgath with a hefty maul holds his weapon aloft in salute and agreement. A hulking, muscular Zolgath at the front of the crowd nods her head, her mouth twisted into a snarl. A female Zolgath with stone-like skin steps forward, raising a hand to indicate the group crowded around her. We are with you, Starvel Ever Hunger, she growls. Why not take the orbs? A timid voice interrupts. A collective silence falls over the assembled Zolgaths, and all eyes turn to the creature that spoke. His eyes dart around the room, and he bows deeply to Starvel before continuing. Zabgabazeb commands fury and violence, but life could be better for us here below. Why do we not steal the orbs back and remake our home of the Vask? Our holy vault is lost to us now, 
Starvel proclaims. Most of our people are alike you, Vescock, unimaginative and fallen from the grace of our forebearers. You would rebuild a great civilization with your stone tools, fight House Sharon with your brittle spears? Starvel laughs and shakes his head. No, Veshask, our destiny is tied to destruction, not creation. We must repay the sun drinkers for their ancient crime. When the orbs are sundered and the isles made barren, Zabgebazeb will show us the way. Murmurs of ascent drift through the mass of Zolgaths as the scene fades, replaced by clear water rippling over a bed of pearl-scent stone. Oh my. Mm. Hmm. Well, it seems like some of the Zolgaths are not even willing to try and find some sort of balance, but some of them are, and so maybe we can find them. Yes, we need to find that one, certainly. And you recognized our former um, enemy, I assume. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it, well, I mean, mm. Kyrgyz teaches fairness. And I think it's only fair that, you know, we at least allow them to take some of them back if they're going to. Obviously, destroying them is just wasteful. Then neither society can prosper from them. Mm, that is true. Well, we have done a good thing here. We should, um, should I go talk to Hap? Uh, probably. I'm not gonna. Okay, I, I will go. If you need, let me know. No, I, I should apologize to her. So Atron's gonna head outside and... Or out, outside the Moonstone Hall and try to find where Hap is. She's just sitting on the stairs. And so, timidly, Atron approaches and bows the head. Hap, I am sorry I raised my voice to you. I should not have done that. I was getting upset. It's okay, Atron. We're all very stressed out right now. Yes, I I am worried you are upset. And um, I am glad Riley is okay, and you are okay. And I am glad you are with us. Wait, are you all not upset also? I mean, I am very upset about what's happening here. And what we are unfolding. And what this could do for the people that live here. As well as the threat to you and Ahara and Riley and Darius. As well as what the circus represents and all the threats that could come around with the uh, other circus moving, maybe? Uh, There's just so much. I try not to dwell. I try to make a plan and move forward. I would love to not dwell. Yes. Can we please just finish this place and go back upstairs? Yes. Um, We we did clean the fountain and we saw a vision of Zolgas talking and making foul plans. There is at least one that um, would like to find a less uh, violent path, but um, many seem driven towards violence. I hope we can talk some sense into them. I'm so tired of all the violence. We will try. That is the best we can do. Please, um, come back in. <sighs> Lead the way. So Atron will wait for Hap and walk with Hap as they head back in. Atron smiles slightly, which is a lot for Atron. So Atron <laughs> realizes that the Didum was reflecting the memories of that female Zolgath that you killed. 
this obviously was her memories. Mm. So it would seem that this this diadem, the circlet, was showing us that uh, Zolgas memories. So perhaps it stores them. Oh, should I look at the braces before we continue? Hap, we found braces in the fountain once it was clean. Oh? Yes, I will need um, ten minutes to try. Are they still good? I mean, who knows how long they've been sitting in that nasty water. They're magic. If it is magic, it hopefully will persist. I, I will look now, and Atron will like move towards the wall and then start looking over the braces for ten minutes. So are we thinking that Moonstone stores memories, or that this water brings out the memories in anything? I think it has some affinity for the Moonstone, yes. Hmm. Steve, there's no chance that those baby clothes had any Moonstone like buttons or anything, right? They did not. Because <laughs> oh. that would have been... I like that question. Nice. Yeah. It actually is a combination of the Moonstones and the Didem. Nice. Uh, even though the Didem was broken it and it didn't have any magic in it, it seems that it retained enough to store at least a strong memory. And this was probably a way for the priest to communicate to church members, tasks, prayers, things they should be doing, and so forth. It's like TV. Mm. Except in church. Church TV is the worst kind of TV. Hatteron studies the bracers after ten minutes. They are bracers of armor plus one. Ooh. Oh, Worth 450 gold pieces. That's hey now, also you guys are getting some serious cash. You just decide to use them instead of selling them. These um, braces have a small enchantment for protection. Valuable. These stiff leather arm guards would grant you a plus one bonus to AC and saving throws and a maximum dexterity modifier of plus five they are excellent light armor you can even affix talismans to them mm -hmm. mm. yeah they're really nice they're especially good for oh i don't know monks and spellcasters which we have a party full of uh nice. i forgot that we have a monk like is there any discussion even need be had or do we just instantly slap them on darius well it's up to you guys because darius also when it turns into a mountain gets an ac of like 27. I can go so. up to 27 in a round if I need to. Yeah, but what if you went up to 28 in a round? I mean, <laughs> yes. But, you know, let's all be hard to hit. Yeah, they also increase saving throws. Correct. So it, it's valuable for someone that's getting targeted regularly as well. I don't know. I, I mean, I think we could all benefit. Can we put them on like... Riley? Oh, gosh. <laughs> no. uh... Riley gets hit more than anything. You could if you really targeted. wanted to. Well, I mean, but I mean, would you let that work on it on it on him? Yes and no. It wouldn't stack with their barding, so it would only give them pluses to their saving throw. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot that he's got barding. Right. If you're already wearing armor, would it stack? That's the thing. Probably not. Yeah. No, it's armor. No, it no. wouldn't. It'd get the saving throw it's bonus, effective. but that's not worth it. I don't Wait, think it's what worth are you it. saying, Vanessa? It's effectively armor for unarmed, yeah. for unarmored yeah. yes. people. Yeah. I forgot that I put him in barding. Well, this is plus one item bonus to AC and saving throws. That's what armor Correct. is. It's an item bonus. But an item bonus is, yeah, that's the same thing you get from wearing armor. Okay. Generally speaking, if you add an item bonus to your armor class and can't wear armor because you're a spellcaster or a monk, uh, your two options are explorer's clothing, because um, it's not technically armor, 
And then you can actually put runes on that or these bracers. Right. And Riley actually already has light armor with their barding, so... I can't believe I forgot about that. Yeah, Riley's barding is great. So they already have a plus one, so this would only... Yeah, it's it, they could. It would help through their saving throws. But it's probably mm. better used on a PC. I yeah. think so, too. I mean, this is the sort of thing where eventually all three of our unarmored PCs will want to get some of these. Yeah. I think we put this on Darius. Priority. I get that he can go to 27, but nobody's yeah. getting hit more who can use it. I yeah, think I it th goes to Darius. I think for now, especially the front line, makes sense. Surely. Agree. Thank you. Oh boy, I need to change their uh, their oh AC boy. and saving throws. Plus one oh to every saving boy. throw. All the saves, all the time. Yeah. Still won't help me. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't say that. Does it help <laughs> with your? Does it help with healing? That's the question. I don't need. Nope. It's NA. Healing is assured. Or do? Oh, I forgot to tell you. There's an errata. It says. Oh, yeah? Oh, yep, yeah? you can't use assurance of healing if you wear these anymore. Oh, yeah, me, I read that too. Sorry. I read that. I read that. That's the only thing it doesn't work with. Let me check Sorry. the errata. Oh, I found another errata that says uh, GM's name Steve. Uh, stink. Like poop. Poop finder. Good thing my name is Steven and not Steve. Oh, right. With a V, not a PH. Steph. But, but what do you know? This is an errata just came out. <laughs> oh, the errata to the errata says PHs count. All right, let's uh, let's finish this because there's like another like like wall and stuff. Well, I'm doing it right now. So your AC goes to 23. Your saving throws go to 13, 12, and 14. Damn, damn, that's high. All right, armor class. Oh, sorry, armor is 22. Sorry, 22. Right, goes from 21 to 22 as a base, and then yeah, on top of that, all the, the wrong goodness. One. Yep, I was looking at your class DC. Your class DC doesn't change. And plus, getting the extra arm bonus when before you've gone and haven't been able to hit mountain stance yet, that's still super valuable. Super duper. Okay, you put these on, and then you do your your linking of minds. You do a mind meld with the leather bracers. And you're like, I don't know how this magic works, but damn, I feel good. I can't wait till I get a type 2 or type 3. <laughs> type 3, it's only... 60,000 gold pieces, level 20. <laughs> Joke. Good luck with that. I just want another animal staff so I can pull Speak with Animals out of it. Mm. Okay. Lore dump. Love explosion it. Explosion this episode. I didn't even realize that was going to happen. Atron's so eating it up. Now I think you have a very good idea kind of what's going on, sort of. Better than before, maybe. Do we... Do we look at the doors that are in the dais room before we proceed? Yes, I think oh, that is yeah, that's uh, a good wise. Idea. I do not want to okay. go down this hall yet if we think there are some things that could come up from behind us. Okay, you go into the dais room. There is a door to the south and a door to the north. Now, this room looks exactly the same north and south. It's like a mirror image. It's obviously designed this way as it's the main altar room. It's basically a church, so it's very symmetrical. Uh, you see the door. It is a very strong door. It is a lovely door. Yeah, we'll go to the door to the right, which is like the southern one that, yeah. that leads further eastward. And you say, door be open! Well, yeah, quick, quick check, make sure it's not trapped, and then yeah, go through. Okay, the door opens, and you find... What do you find? Let's see. 
You've been listening to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure, a Pathfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel at discord.rollforcombat.com. You've been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember, it's all fun and games until the healer runs out of spells. 